Hello, this is Rami Yacoub. I'm the executive director of the Tahrir Institute for Middle East Policy, also known as TIMEP. Today, I'm joined by Nuran Ragrag. Nuran holds a Master's of International Studies and Diplomacy from SOAS at the University of London. She currently consults for UN Women and WHO Libya on building youth and female ownership and public health response in Libya. Nuran, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Earlier this year, you published a piece with TIMEP examining the political, social, and economic barriers to women's equality and safety in Libya. The piece had a particular focus on the crucial role women must play in Libya's political future. With Libya's presidential and parliamentary elections coming up so soon, I'd like to ask you, what steps has the GNU taken so far ahead of the elections to ensure women's inclusion? Um, so the GNU, the government of national unity, uh, was into power in March uh, 2021 as a result of the Libyan Political Dialogue Forum. And since then, uh, the LPDF had a commitment to ensure a 30% quota uh, for women's uh, participation. And uh, the, the, member, uh, the LPDF members were did not reach the 30%. They were 16% female. Uh, however, five ministries were held by uh, women, and one particular ministry was held by Najla Al-Mangoush, who's the first female uh, foreign minister in Libya. Um, since then, uh, the GNU has launched decrees to empower women and increase women's participation. However, there hasn't been a mechanism of action to ensure and to implement uh, these verbal commitments. Um, yeah. And so let me ask you real quickly, uh, again, uh, to follow up on this. So what are the, you know, what we should expect in terms of the polit movement's political participation based on what we're seeing actually on the ground now? Um, so the uh, presidential and parliamentary elections are coming up on the 24th of December. And as of right now, only two, two female candidates have run up against 73 male candidates in the presidential elections, which just shows how unequal the stage is right now. Um, it could be because women are still in fear for their security. Uh, the current ministers have faced cyberbullying, cyber threats. Uh, they've also been threatened to, uh, uh, of expulsion from their current roles. And of course, there's been more... Um, uh, more more backlash against what they do just because they are female. Um, moreover, on the, in the parliamentary elections, there has been more women depending on the constituencies, uh, but we are yet to see who will make it to the seats and if the 30% quota is ensured, given that there's no consolidated constitution thus far in Libya. Right. Um, yeah, and, and you've mentioned uh, Najla Al-Mangush earlier, Lib Libya's foreign minister. And uh, recently she announced a commitment to a feminist foreign policy. I know you're working on a piece for Time Up uh, now looking at uh, what this means uh, for Libya. Could you offer us your take on this? Um, so I'm very excited to publish this piece. Uh, I've been working on it for some time. Um, uh, Najla Al-Mangush uh, stated a verbal commitment in the Generation Equality Forum in Paris for Libya to uh, to, be to become uh, a feminist for a foreign policy country, uh, which would make it the eighth in the world and the first in the African continent. 
However, since then, uh, these, verbal, uh, these verbal remarks have not been materialized. There's been a lot of backlash from Civil Society Commission and other organizations and groups. Uh, there has been a misunderstanding as to what a feminist foreign policy means. And instead, there have been demonstrations against the ratification of Security Council Resolution 1325 and against uh, CEDAW. And uh, of course, the media has utilized this to... Um, uh, to further marginalize uh, the, the gender agenda and to further um, um, paint women in this light that they should not be part of the peace and reconciliation processes. And of course, this is worrisome because the, the current government is temporary. We are yet to see what the new governments will, uh, will, uh, will do with what a feminist foreign policy means. As new institutions or state structures have been uh, set into place to ensure this mechanism. And this works uh, on a, on a multifaceted level in Libya. The lack of institutions and state structures makes it difficult for these decisions uh, to continue and for women to become an eminent and uh, important role in peace and reconciliation. Nuran, thank you so much for this insightful talk. And uh, I encourage everyone listening to this um, conversation to check out your articles. Uh, we obviously wish the best for uh, Libya's women and Libya's future at large. All eyes on Libya, and thank you again for being here. Thank you so much, Rami. Take care. Bye-bye.